Hi everyone, welcome to the Golf Shot Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Bagley. Today is November 8th. Uh, I hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, weather was beautiful here in New York, despite uh, daylight savings ending, which is always one of the worst times of the year, especially for golfers. It basically signals the end of the golf season uh, here in the Northeast, but we still have a few weekends out there. Uh, we haven't had a frost yet here in New York. Um, but yeah, I hope everyone had a lovely weekend. Um, just to share my weekend thoughts with you all for, you know, whatever reason, if anybody cares. Uh, one of my friends was running the, the New York marathon this weekend. So I went out Sunday and watched him and watched a lot of runners come through, uh, it's a beautiful day. And, and it was really, really cool to see him. Uh, got a nice hug from him. Well, when I saw him out like mile, like eighteen ish down down in Manhattan, and um, then went to his after party, and and it was just a lot of fun and great to see. Vibes were really strong <laughs> at the at the marathon, and um, just all you know, just a really cool event, and uh, makes you really inspired to to uh, get in shape and spread some positive positivity out there. I guess I say that just because I've been having a, um, a tough couple of days and I, you know, I think, you know, personally I go to a podcast to kind of escape, help me just, it's just a little burst of positivity usually and escapism from stuff that goes on in, in your life and in your world. So I, I don't know. I'm, probably unable to keep my emotions like in check enough because I don't really you know say this stuff out loud uh that often to anyone and I'm not gonna like be you know open up here I don't think that's really (laughs) what I want to do but um you know it's I think it's important that if anybody's you know feeling down or just feeling like in a funk or just out of it a little bit that you know there's people out there to support you and and know that like things will always get better it's the things that I've been telling myself lately and gotten some positive affirmation and uh yeah just know that people that people care about you and things will get better and yeah it's okay to to feel down sometimes and and, and things happen that's kind of the nature of living right so um but I'm going to like totally switch gears from that. And I'm sure that's like kind of jarring. Sorry if this is like your first time ever listening. This is kind of a rambling uh, golf show uh, slash therapy session, I guess. Um, I assume I'm mostly just talking to myself most weeks. So this is a, a dialogue with myself and maybe maybe a few other people out there. But, you know, I did want to hit on some golf stuff this week. I, I actually felt like I was more more in the loop about what was going on around the world of golf uh, than I had been kind of getting a little golf fever after a few, you know, kind of weeks of being in and out of what's going on. It's only natural with the way that the fall swing kind of goes on in golf, in a professional golf, but I kind of was keeping a closer eye on things that were going on this week and uh, watch a little bit of the worldwide technology, technology championship that was going on down in Mexico uh, caught a little bit of the final round, caught some of the replay that I saw on Golf Channel. 
Um, as you probably know, Eric Van Royen uh, won the tournament, shot 63 in the final round, including a back nine 28 uh, to overtake Matt Kuchar and Camilla Verjegas, two blasts from the past, who are making their mark this week. Uh, so he won it one by two. Um, super emotional week from him. Uh, I think it all kind of came to the forefront right there on the 18th green in the post-round interview where he talked about uh, his good friend, John Trasimar. Trasimar, I hope that's right. Um, but Eric Van Royen's uh, teammate at the University of Minnesota who's been battling cancer. And as Eric said on the um, 18th green, is is not doing well and is likely not going to make it. Um, I will say that really got to me. It's getting to me right now. <laughs> um, it was a really touching moment between Van Royen and his caddy. And um, Eric Van Royen someone I haven't had a lot of like deep thoughts about ever. Just known for the mustache, known for the joggers mostly. And I've, you know... Mostly, I think of him as kind of uh, not a great, great closer in these tournaments that he's been, you know, in around the lead in the final round. Um, so what a what an emotional win for him. Um, really cool to see. And, you know, just thoughts, thoughts to him um, and his friend John's family. It must be a really, really difficult time. So but um you always get these stories in sports. It's amazing what uh, adversity kind of does to a person. Eric Bonroyan said it, you know, it wasn't necessarily helping him. He had been a mess all week. Um, but yeah, it was it was really cool to see. Okay, well, I want to change gears from there. I think this podcast is probably like slightly uncomfortable for whoever's listening. Um, well, we're going to go through uh, just a couple like random things in the golf, uh, the golf world that I've been thinking about. Um, it's funny when you do this on a weekly basis, as I've been doing, um, I, you see some stuff, you, you kind of realize how quick uh, the media cycle world is. And I think that's something everybody says and you hear about it. And, and kind of just like blow by it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the cycle's quick, like something goes viral or something is like, you know, trending for the day, but then it kind of blows, blows past. And then you don't really think about it when you're not like writing about it or really in like the content game. Um, so this was the first thing that I was thinking about with this pod, which I had written down in my outline, uh, seems like so dated at this point, but it was, it was, last week probably right after i released the last pod and it but it just cracked me up because it was just so funny and it was making the rounds on on golf twitter but it was you know there's been this whole blow up with the tgl launching and there's been a lot of media about tgl which is uh to be honest i don't have a great sense of what the tgl really is but i all i can tell you is it's the the roy mcelroy tiger event thingy that's going to happen down in florida some type of team of team event top golf ish arena thing <laughs> um i just don't have a great handle on it i should do some more reading on it but it is this huge flashy new venture 
uh, you know, co-sponsored or at least I don't know what the PGA Tour's relationship with this is. But basically what it is, big picture, is a reaction to live golf. Um, that's It's hard not to think of it that way. Honestly, it makes live golf look like the Royal and Ancient with the kind of pizzazz and just like gaudiness of this whole thing. Um, but yeah, anyhow, the reason I bring it up, besides the fact that it's been in the news lately, is there's been these little tidbits coming out about teams and who's joining what team. And there was this video of um, whatever his name is, Alexis, uh, uh, the guy from Reddit. I can't think of his last name at the moment. Also, AKA Serena Williams' husband, uh, FaceTiming Colin Morikawa to tell him that he's on the LA TGL team. And it is the fakest video of all time. I won't have anybody tell me otherwise of Colin Morikawa getting this FaceTime, being recorded receiving this FaceTime, which obviously is always a little suspect. And being like, oh my God, I can't believe you're to Alexis who's inviting him on the LA TGL team. Uh, this is such an honor. I have chills throughout my body is something he says at one point. He compares it to the call uh, of making the Ryder Cup team, and which is one of the more insane things <laughs> you could. <laughs> it's just insane that he said that. And it, he was getting kind of dragged on Twitter for that. Uh, not that surprising because of Morikawa is just like, just overwhelming corporateness and he like he's like straight out of like a pr lab of like always trying to say the right thing uh definitely went too far with that statement I, but you know golfers are being forced into lots of weird pr um campaigns these days as we've seen with live and so everybody's kind of outside their comfort zone and it's really kind of funny to see golfers have to put on these like super charming uh kind of like salesman uh attitudes but i got a kick out of that uh go check out the video if you hadn't seen it um just this week also this week we got some news uh out of boston kind of out of boston i guess but the the boston common tgl team was released or whatever or announced uh, with Rory McIlroy, Adam Scott, Terrell Hatton, and Keegan Bradley from from Massachusetts or from New England, uh, obviously. And this is the team that's operated by the Fenway Sports Group, who own the Red Sox, um, which is my home hometown team. Um, I love the Red Sox. Fenway Sports Group is not uh, my favorite organization in the city. They're the owners of the Red Sox, and they kind of drive me crazy because I this is kind of why they drive me crazy is I think they're kind of preoccupied with everything outside the Red Sox and their brand basically they just treat the Red Sox and Fenway Park as a brand and right now it seems to be just about expanding their business and not really about the product that they put on the baseball field not to go out on a go off on a tangent here but you know like ever since they let Mookie Betts leave for LA and like kind of cried poverty over it. I've been kind of super annoyed with them and they just keep diving into all these other ventures. Uh, like they built up this music hall outside of Fenway Park. 
they're redeveloping this whole area around Fenway Park. And, you know, I'm kind of a, come from a real estate planning background. Um, I love new development. I love, no, love new projects, but these projects just are just such kind of like shallow characterless projects to me. Um, I can't help to think they're kind of ruining some of the vibe around Fenway Park and just seem so disinterested in the Red Sox. And so I don't have a lot of time for Fenway Sports Group. That is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, so this is just another venture. I love that some Boston is attached to it, it, even though I don't understand exactly why cities are attached to the, these teams, but very cool. They got that, that they got Roy McElroy. I'm sure Adam Scott and Terrell Haddon have probably spent very little time in the Boston area ever. And I can't imagine them on the PR game. That seems like it's going to be pretty funny. Uh, having Keegan in there is, is a nice touch and Keegan's such a huge spokesman for Boston sports, probably like, uh, obnoxiously. So probably, um, and they were doing this whole PR campaign, like on CNBC and Fenway, they were like doing some golf tutorials and stuff. Um, but you know, it's, that's really all there is to say, because I have no idea what is really going on and whether anyone should be excited about this. Um, it's kind of like, it seems like kind of the NFL responding to the XFL back in the day when the XFL was like in the early 2000s was painting the NFL as like the no fun league and they folded, but they had an impact as far as loosening up kind of some of the rules around player celebrations, introducing some new like kind of like the look of the telecast on TV and uh, things like that. Uh, it also just raises the question of like what what is the status with Liv and the PGA Tour? Why are they seemingly still competing so much if there's like an, uh, a strategic partnership going on? Uh, all those questions remain outstanding. I'm sure there's some re reporting being done out there right now, but it just seems a little curious, and I'm kind of curious where all that stuff is going to be going. Okay, so this week on the PGA Tour is the Butterfield Bermuda Championship. Uh, this is another kind of comically uh, mediocre field for a PGA Tour event. Uh, kind of a bummer, because I think there's been some better fields earlier this this fall series. And personally, this is kind of a time where I would enjoy uh, getting some relevant relevant golf. And I kind of want to like talk about that in a moment. But first, just to get some, some basic information out there. Um, this is taking place in Bermuda, naturally, as the name would suggest at the Port Royal Golf Course, designed by Robert Trent Jones in 1970. A uh, really short golf course by modern PGA Tour standards, measuring only 6,828 yards, uh, second shortest on tour. And, you know, as I said, the field is just, like, really, really weak. There's only two players inside the top 50 in the world. As we know, the top 50 in the world isn't even really the top 50 in the world anymore with the live guys kind of dropping off. So, I mean, really weak field. Uh, the only two guys are Lucas Glover and Adam Scott. I mean, maybe to give it a little bit of pass, this is only the fifth year of this tournament. Um, and all the winners, if you're looking for any any gambling angles, it tends to be shorter hitters that play well here. Uh, notoriously super windy. has played kind of tough at points in the last five years. So I'd, I look for guys 
good ball strikers, uh, shorter hitters, farewell. And those were the guys I would be looking at this week. Okay, so we'll kind of send this off with just like one other note about the PGA Tour schedule right now. And I just saw something come across my uh, inbox because I was reading uh, as I name drop every week, uh, Kyle Porter's newsletter, The Normal Sporter, and he was linking to Joseph Lamagna's newsletter, who, uh, if anybody follows the fried egg, is probably familiar with Joseph's kind of golf takes, his presence on, on Twitter. And he's a great mind in the world of golf. And I thought I was subscribing to his newsletter. I think it's just been like going to spam in my inbox. But anyhow, I re-signed up because I couldn't seemingly find it. I don't know what happened, but he had a little thing on the PGA Tour schedule and I didn't read it yet, but I'm really kind of curious about his thoughts and it looks like he has some thoughts on the fall series. Didn't read it because I kind of didn't want to be just uh, just totally um, swayed by whatever he was saying because I was kind of thinking about this last week um, watching the event down in Mexico and this is the big takeaway really is the NFL so the NFL is obviously king of sports coverage and sports everything here in the United States it is the center of all sports coverage on television and in the paper and I am a huge fan of the NFL I love the NFL but I'm kind of reaching a point where I think that everything, every other sport responding to the NFL and just like just so scared to do anything up against it is going too far. So like the the World Series just ended uh, for Major League Baseball and the World Series had like their worst, worst TV rating ever. Uh, big, you know, another year of people like think pieces about the death of baseball and the local the regionalization of baseball and how it's not there's no national interest anymore and baseball had like cleared Sundays for the World Series because they didn't want to go up against football the NBA had been has been like dodging football left and right this is in season tournament is strategically trying to dodge uh, NFL days I'm pretty sure and also the whole idea of the in-season tournament is to get some interest in, in early season NBA basketball as it as it goes up against football every year in the fall. And, you know, I think I, I really think that this has gone like a little too far. And I and of course, sorry, I should have mentioned the PGA Tour redid their entire schedule a few years ago to get the FedEx Cup playoffs away from NFL football. And so for our purposes here, talking about golf, that's where I'm kind of curious if that ultimately was the smartest move for them to do. I could, you know, I think it's possible here to have a bigger discussion on the PGA Tour. I'm PGA Tour schedule, sorry. I'm not a huge fan of the schedule right now. I find it to be completely condensed. And I find the summer is like there's too much important golf happening in the summer when people kind of want to take a break because they want to be going out and like playing golf and spending time with family. And there's a lot of stuff going on the sun, the summer, summer vacations. And I, I feel like where the FedEx cup playoffs right now are in August, it just like doesn't garner any interest. And, you know, back in the day, the FedEx cup playoffs, 
you know, ended during football. And, you know, I just didn't ever think that that was like the worst thing in the world. Maybe the ratings show otherwise. But I think for a lot of football fans, there reach a you reach a point in your season where football becomes less important. Your team stinks. You stop like caring like week in and week out. If you wanted to watch the first, say what you were into the NFL season for like the first five games, but your your team starts one and four, all of a sudden it becomes like less of a dire need to watch every single game. I'm a Patriots fan, and I'm also a Patriots fan who's like coming off a huge run of success. So maybe like people are going to be like, "Oh, well, you're just a terrible fan because now that they stink, you have no interest." And like real fans care when you you know your team is struggling. That's how you show your true fandom. Totally fair. That may be the case, but right now the Pats are two and seven. I've been making, you know, these obligations to watch these games and it's not a lot of fun and they're terrible to watch and I really don't enjoy watching them. I want them to lose at this point to help their draft position, which is not a position they've been in in a long time to uh to tank for the draft. But that's what I want them to do and I'd be I'm an NFL fan who has like fantasy leagues and has become has become like a requirement of everybody seemingly you have to watch like every single NFL game. So like I'm very interested in watching other NFL games, but I do kind of wish that there was some golf to watch. And that's what kind of got me into the Mexico event last week. I was like, yeah, you know what? I kind of want to change it up at this point. I want something else to watch. And I feel like there's just room in the fall for the PGA Tour, maybe not every week to have a big event, but I feel like strategically in October, November, there could be some good weeks that they should put some energy into and and have some actual stakes. And not just like, just like throw their hands up and be like, oh, can't can't compete with football. There's there is definitely room for a golf, the golf, professional golf, in the fall schedule. And I just kind of wonder if everybody in sports is just just opening, you know, just like opening the pathway for the NFL too easily, and should try to see how they can market themselves during the NFL season and not try to like take away from the NFL because they wouldn't be able to, but just know that they have a market to compete in. So I started looking back at some some old PGA Tour schedules because I knew the FedEx Cup obviously before the the change they changed the major setup a few years ago uh, lasted at least into like late September the the Boston event of the playoffs which I in my mind is always the Deutsche Bank Championship was always the was always Labor Day weekend which was an ideal weekend for a golf tournament I think. Labor Day is a weird holiday where a lot of people are, obviously everybody has Monday off of Labor Day for Labor Day, and they finished the tournament on Monday, which made so much sense. So you had three days where people were likely off. Labor Day, people do travel, but I feel like a lot of people are back in school. It's a little more difficult to like go on a big trip that week weekend, I feel like. So I think there's like a lot of market for a local 
sporting events. And if I was a PGA Tour, the first thing I would think about is just finishing the schedule on Labor Day at the least. Back in the day, back in the original FedEx Cup, they were finishing like September 28th, which is about the fourth week of the NFL season. That's probably still when the NFL is like, everybody has a lot of interest. It's so early. So I think ideally you would want it to be a little bit later than that as we kind of get into a little bit of the dog days of the NFL season, the midseason, where teams start to fall off, interest may wane, there's bye weeks and things like that. Um, if you go way back, so I was kind of curious about the PGA Tour schedule before the FedEx Cup. I didn't really recall how that schedule worked, um, like thinking back about watching those events. And so I looked up the 2005 schedule, pre-FedEx Cup, kind of in a weird era of PGA Tour golf, but honestly where the PGA Tour was for most of its existence. And this was a time when World Golf Championships were happening. And so a World Golf Championship, oh, well, they're still happening, but they were happening pre-FedEx Cup, so maybe they had a little bit more juice. Um, a World Golf Championship happened the week of October 9th, and the Tour Championship was played November 6th, which would have been like this past weekend. And I thought, wow, that's so interesting. First of all, if the tournament's going to remain in Atlanta, Georgia, definitely should be later than the August date that they have it at now where it just looks like not a fun experience to be at. doesn't look like they draw very good crowds. Um, November 6th to me was like shockingly late. I did not think it was going to be that late, but I just think there's just room for the PGA tour right now and they should take advantage of it. Okay. That's probably going to be something I try to, dive a little bit deeper into probably we'll get into at a later week um but that's just kind of my initial thoughts something i was thinking about this week curious what other people think about it um that's all i have for for this week um sorry for being like a little all over the place in the beginning of this um <laughs> but uh thank you for everybody who is listening and I really appreciate the support. It means a lot. Still just getting this off the ground. We're really in the early stages. Uh, still evolving. Doing a one-man show, which definitely is hard in a lot of ways. So uh, shout out to everybody who who's out there listening. Uh, I hope you guys have a great week. Enjoy the golf. Enjoy the football this week or whatever else you're up to. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks.